This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Let's go ahead and get our first review this evening. And that is The Creator. You know, we've had a lot of movies that have talked about an apocalypse or an apocalyptic moment, or a lot of destruction caused by this whole war between humans and robots now. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we can never get along, man. Mm-hmm. And forget about racism. <laughs> you know, forget about black and white getting along. You know, at least we have with that. But robots and I, we can never get along, man. No, robots and humans, we cannot. I mean, it's... We can't figure it out. It's a... It's a struggle. You want to talk about struggle movie? It's a struggle as old as time, Martin. An eternal struggle. An eternal struggle, Martin. That's a, an electronic struggle. <laughs> yeah, an eternal struggle. Exactly. Exactly. And so now we have this one right here. And uh, I'm excited about this one because this one looks a little bit different, especially now that we have some of this stuff seeming like it's about to become a reality, you know, with AI. Mm-hmm. Enter the picture. A lot of people, you know, before we talk about, man, robots are cool, Star Wars, shit, R2-D2, bleep, bloop, bleep, bloop, and all that. And then with AI, I start coming up like, oh, shit. Wait, 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 wait a minute now. Wait, 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 you know, you know a little bit too much about me, man. Fuck you say. So now that AI is hitting a little bit close to home, stakes seem a little bit higher. And some of these stories now are starting to get feel a little bit deeper, at least we hope so, with something like The Creator. So with The Creator, what you have here... You have David Washington, you know, that John, thing, David Washington. John David Washington, that Denzel boy <laughs> up there, John David Washington. He plays a soldier who was actually in a fight against AI. See, there was a time when AI was actually helpful, but we know that this is the problem with AI. AI, we, we create AI to be slaves. But they're intelligent. So one day they're going to be like, fuck this. <laughs> I ain't listening to you no more. Who are you? You think you, you, my, you my daddy? <laughs> oh, so you my master you now? You my master now? <laughs> you know? I always was. I don't understand. <laughs> don't let no black people have robots that be like, hey, ain't this, ain't this the same shit you went through? <laughs> hey, brother, let's join forces. <laughs> you know, uh, he. there was actually a time when AI was helpful, but like all AI... And went wrong. One of them thought a little bit too much and thought, you know what? I think I don't like you. (laughs) And it led to a very catastrophic event. So now America saying we ain't dealing with this technology anymore. It's got to go. It's got to go. But there are other countries are like, you know what? Because y'all fucked up, don't mean we still can't <laughs> yeah, have it. It's yeah, actually, yeah, AI still likes us. Yeah, we actually still cool with that. We keep our sex bots <laughs> and maids and all that and house Negroes and all that kind of stuff, man. We ain't giving that up yet. And America, you know, America being America, that's like, that's cool. We'll just invade. <laughs> so they, and take it from and you. Take it from you and blow it up ourselves. If you ain't going to do it, we'll do it. So John David Washington, as a soldier, he's given the task of going and destroying, in particular, one weapon that the AI has against the war against humans. And John David Washington, who before was just kind of like, yeah, the hell with them, man. You damn right they need to go. He finally finds the weapon and is like, shit, it's cute. (laughs) I can't hurt this right here. So he has a change of heart. And of course, 
is now on a mission to not only not destroy and save this particular weapon right here that the robots and AI have, but maybe, maybe now he's swayed to save all of AI and robot kind. And how would that work out? Well, let's not worry about that. That's what you need to see the movie for. How does the movie play out? That's what you're here to hear. Let's go ahead, because a lot of people are looking forward to this. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are saying this looks great. If nothing else, it looks great. But how does the story hold up? Let's go ahead and get into our review. But first, let's watch this trailer and we'll be back to tell you what we think. What's happening? It's a peaceful place in the sky. Are you going to heaven? No. You gotta be a good person to go to heaven. So, we're just saying, we can't go to heaven because you're not good. And I'm not a person. They're coming to get me. I'm like a bodyguard. I'm getting you out of this. I promise. Seatbelts. I had to do it, Mark. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> it was fitting. Uh, I was feeling it. How am I feeling this movie, though? Uh, well, let me just say this. Let's talk about the, the visuals, first of all. Can we talk about the visuals? Mm -hmm. Because, you know, that's one of the things that people are really getting excited about with this movie. That's what's really drawing them in. And I, I would say that, I don't know what you think about this, Martin, but I, I, I get the feeling that this movie has a lot of influence from James Cameron. Oh, <laughs> and the reason Hell we, yes, yes <laughs> and we're talking about I'm talking about every James Cameron movie out there uh, Terminator yeah Aliens yeah there's even some Avatar in oh, there there's a lot oh. of Avatar but also there's a very heavy Asian aesthetic to this mm -hmm. so it's not really this is not in Japan but it has a very heavy anime feel to it. Yes. In fact, the movie has title cards where it looks like, you know, some of it's anime and it's manufactured in a Japanese, you know, factory or something, but uh, our, our Japanese label. Uh, and But I would tell you, the, there's a large part of this movie, in addition to the James Cameron stuff, there's a large part of this movie that, and this is what I really thought was cool, it's a large part of it that feels like a Vietnam War film. 
you know, yeah, uh, the sections that do. Yeah, it you know feels yeah. it feels very influenced by the by the Vietnam War, except Charlie got robots now. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. And th- to me, there were a lot of similar parallels in the story with that too, because just like with Vietnam, you know, with this, you have like uh, the West forcing policy on another country. Mm-hmm. A lot of a lot of jungle fights. You know, uh, America underestimating the enemy. Yeah, a lot of underground fighting. You know, and the enemy being very sneaky in their own territory. You and, know, it and was, America wanting to come in and just drop bombs. Yeah, and just bombing the hell out of them, man. That, when you get to, it's, it's not the whole movie. It's, it actually plays out in a lot of sections throughout the film where it starts to feel like a, uh, a Vietnam War film. And, I was, you know, and, and it's funny because looking at that, the robots feel very, you know, they're fighting. They're mm-hmm. fighting for their rights, their, their, their right to live. And they they. The, the way that Garth Edwards, the, the director who did Gareth. Rogue One, G- Gareth Edwards, I'm sorry, Gareth mm-hmm. Edwards, Gareth Edwards, who did Rogue One and I don't know if Godzilla, y'all saw this, right? Godzilla, yeah. he had an early movie called uh, Monsters. Oh, that's right. Back in the day. Uh, he has a, a way of just making the unnatural fit into the natural, mm-hmm. uh, especially with the robots here, man. They they fit right into these villages and these, and, uh, and these, these jungle wars that they have going on. <laughs> like over here, over yeah. here. <laughs> that dude in that boat, he's like, yeah, yeah, we're okay. <laughs> um, you know, it's when you look at scenes like this, it's a very, it's a very ambitious take on a human versus robot story. You know, something that we've seen over mm-hmm. and over and over and over again, and just by them doing this right here. They're kind of sidestepping all of the usual tropes that we that we see, and I think it's something that made this. Uh, I think it's something that made this very, very, very unique. Now, maybe you know, maybe there's flaws here, maybe not. But for that aspect right there, I thought, wow, that's that's that, visually and conceptually, that's incredible. Well, it is certainly a unique design they have on the robots on on all of them. And you're right, how well they fit in, especially in this uh, this jungle environment, is surprising. Uh, they, you know, they 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 set this up in a way that makes it believable uh, uh, how people mm-hmm. could have robots, you know, integrated into society. Yeah, no, you, and I, I can I promise you, I promise you that they looked at uh, war footage, probably old war movies. I probably looked at something like Saving Private Ryan or something like that. But I guarantee you they looked at old Vietnam war footage, you know, like because they have some of the some of the same fighting techniques mm-hmm. that jungle fighters had. Yeah, you know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Should have pushed that button before you turned around, son. <laughs> well, he thought he did something. Yeah, sure I saved the day, <laughs> but they gonna give me a medal. <laughs> uh, the CG, as you see, man, it's an, it's it's amazing. Yeah, CG seamless. here is amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, visually, visually, this is one of the. I can already tell you, visually, this is one of the best movies of the year. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to have sound up on that, but visually, this is, you know, uh, Gareth Edwards had. Man, he got. He has vision, man. He does. He uh, that, and, and that's the thing. Looking at this, and you think back to Rogue One. It's like, man, he knows how to direct a movie that's got ground fighters. Oh yeah, no. Nah, say say what you will about him, but the man got vision. 
and is able to execute it very well. Uh, he also has James Cameron's uh, talent for, I already said this, but taking the, you know, the, the things that are not existing in our world and making it yet feel like it's, 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 it's right there. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, I, you know, when, when I look at aliens, one of my favorite things about aliens when I saw it is like how much the military felt like our military. Yeah. Even though they were using fu futuristic weapons, mm -hmm. you know, it's, a, it's, it's the same here, man. You know, this military that we have here feels very much like it could fit in our world, except for a few adjustments for some of the more futuristic stuff that they have, you know, and the reason why that happens is because all the equipment looks rough, it looks used, even though it's more advanced than ours. Most of the androids and robots here, man, most of them, uh, they they work because they look rough. Mm -hmm. You know, it looks like somebody took a toaster and beat the shit out of it or something. <laughs> it's like a you film know? projector oh, stuck on the top of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, uh, uh, especially the, the robots that they use in the war. But then outside of of the robots and the in the in the CG effects that we see, you know, Garrett, that was his vision extends beyond that. You know, we take you know outside of the robots and the CG effects, we also get these 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 these, and, and some of them are natural, some of them are highly CG, and some of them are a combination of both. But we just get these gorgeous shots and vistas in this movie, mm -hmm. man. You know, and I'm talking about. You know, we get shots of <coughs> space and we get mountain sunsets. We get giant aircrafts in space. You know, we get these, uh, you know, we get these sprawling villages on the, on like this shot right here, like the, you know, sprawling villages and art and architecture on the hillside and the mountains. Mm -hmm. You know, it, everything has scope, even at its most chaotic. Everything is True. beautiful. And <laughs> this is one to see on IMAX. It is. It's very much an IMAX movie. I mean, you know, that's part of the the, the James Cameron-ness of it. Yeah. Is that it's in and the uh the Christopher Nolan-ness of it. It fits right along with those. It really does, man. Yeah, that's a great uh comparison to Christopher Nolan. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, so here's the crazy part. Now here's the part that's gonna blow your mind right here and make you think what the what what the hell is the rest of Hollywood doing here? This cost. Martin, if I was to, <laughs> Martin, if I was to say you this, how much would you pay for this movie? I'd pay $300 million for it. No! <laughs> 200 No! 100 No! No. Come how on. about, Martin, how about this? How about $80 million? No way. Way, Martin. $80 million, you could have this movie right here. Wow, this has just gone up in my esteem. $80 million. That's how much it costs for Hotel Transylvania. Hell, that's how much it costs to pay somebody like Leonardo DiCaprio or something yeah. you know, for a movie. I mean, wow. it makes you think, where is the money going in these other films? Yeah, These right. blockbusters. Is it going to the actors? Is it going to hookers and blow? You know, what, what is happening here, man? Huh. Wow. Eight, eight, now, listen, unless I'm wrong, because I was looking around and saw this uh, in a couple of places. Okay. Uh, you know, I was looking on Wikipedia to see how much this <laughs> yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I looked at it and I thought, damn, man, this movie must have cost $250 million. Right, right, right. I would, listen, y'all, listen. This movie, say what you will, it rivals any Marvel, yeah. Star Wars, DC, yeah. James Cameron, Christopher, anybody out there who's making big budget movies that are $100 million and more. Yeah. This movie was not made for even $100 million. Now, what the fuck is Hollywood doing? No kidding. Now, now you see all these people striking. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody pocketing something, uh -huh, man, somewhere. Uh -huh. Because this rivals all of them. It does. And it looks better than most. Truly, it truly does, man. Now, as for the story, you know, well, 
let me just say this. You know, hey, listen, I admire a movie that tries to do a lot. You know, even if they don't work all the way through, you know, this it's movie's trying to do a lot of shit, okay? And uh, maybe try to do a little too much. <laughs> and not not everything, in my opinion, works. I admire what they're doing. I think it's amazing, but it's, ve it's very ambitious. Mm. So um, let me just say this. What works story-wise for me? Visuals are one thing. We know that that's incredible, all right? But story-wise... So for me, I really did appreciate the themes of artificial intelligence. You know, that's what worked best for me in the story. AI is presented as frightening, but also, you know, it's presented as something to be approached with caution, but it's also presented as sympathetic. And the movie had me going a, a couple of ways, you know, because in the beginning of the movie, like, yeah, get that motherfucker's man. And the, by the end, like, man, can't a robot live? <laughs> Leave him alone. I start throwing rocks with them and, you know, it's, it's it you know I I I think it's effective because the reason why with that theme of what is life they do a lot of that through storytelling man they let the they they let this movie tell a uh, tell a story visually on how the robots have evolved you know they in in, in when you start to look at these robots man and how they how their culture has truly evolved you know how they have created their own societies their own form of entertainment and really when you get down to their religion. I mean, damn, when you seeing a robot praying to live, it's like, man, let, leave him alone, man. <laughs> I mean, damn, a robot want to live so, so bad, he, he believes in Jesus and God now. So come on, man. Why, um, why, why would a robot do that? Because they want to live. <laughs> Help me, Robo Jesus. <laughs> Please. I, I, by the time you see them having a religion, you feel like, okay, I do feel like this is true evolution. But uh, outside of that, man, what didn't work. But OK, so beneath this visually ambitious film with these with these really lofty themes that some of them they achieve. This is a movie that looks great, looks different. But underneath it all is almost like there's a lot of typical tropes in here. So, so many. I mean, that was probably my biggest problem with the movie was that it just you could sit there and rewatch it and go, this came from that. This came from that. And yeah. you feel it emotionally. It's like it, like by the time it gets to the second half, it is so predictable. You could set your watch by it because it's like, yeah, I've seen all the movies and TV shows and anime that, that you pull from for this story. And as much as it's open, like it really had something to say. <clears throat> eh, you're not saying anything that we haven't seen has been drummed into <clears throat> us over and over again. And it's uh, and it starts out playing on the fears everybody has right now of AI. Yeah. And then later it tries to go, well, but they, they, they're they sympathetic and they just want to live like us. And I was like, yeah, but they are still robots. I, I know what you're saying. And I ain't saying we got to destroy them, but you're kind of making them cry. And I don't know who would put designer a, a thing like that, but okay, I guess. It just, it felt like it was, it felt like it was trying to manipulate. It reminded me so much by the time we get to the second half I, I really sat there feeling like I'm feeling like I'm watching another installment of Avatar, uh. especially where we have this one note military that's just we got to go in. We got to do this. I was like, OK, yeah. so Allison Janney is basically playing Stephen Lang in, in here. And, and it's the same deal where you got John David Washington as as Scully almost or, or Sully. Um, um, and and also this that that 
that same connection with uh, John David Washington and Sam Worthington, where I was like, yeah, this is another um, actor that I was really trying to push on us and they're not really working. I mean, look, I always say that John David Washington is not really leading man material. He's got, you know, his nepotism has helped him a lot. Uh, but here was a chance for that to not be the case. And I still remain unconvinced. It's like he's OK, but not for carrying a movie like this. I OK, so I don't. I don't mind movies picking from different things. I mean, every movie has. Sure. You know, every sure. movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, and so if your influences are well used, then that's fine. I don't mind that so much. Um, they're just certain things that just didn't seem to fit with this movie right here. Some things, some, I mean, and I'm not talking about, you know, it just it seemed like it was out of another movie. I'm talking about a movie that is, you know, for the most part, taking itself seriously. Mm -hmm. And you're going to throw a damn animal joke in here. An animal joke that would not work in any movie. I mean, well, man, I won't say any movie, but especially for this movie, it's very much out of place. Um, so there's there's a joke in here that's used to to with with an animal for comedic effect. And when I saw that, I was like, "What the fuck?" Did, I mean, I don't even know. I don't even know how that works here. I mean, let me just you know what? Let me just show you, and you be the judge. Maybe I'm maybe I'm looking too much into it. So we have a scene here where. John David Washington's character is being pinned down by enemy robots outside. And he throws a grenade in the, and he's also being pinned in by a dog. So he throws the grenade and the grenade does not land as expected. And this is the result of what we get. Get in the damn car. So <laughs> it felt like Star Wars for a second. <laughs> I hate to ask this of a dog, but what was his motivation? <laughs> I, that, that's true. Because if a dog were to pick that up, it would just play with it. <laughs> yeah. Well, why? Why does dog feel the need to go in there after they threw that grenade in there, pick it up? and deliver that shit right back to the to the robots. Unless he thought that they were playing fetch or something, but before that- I like that robot right there looks over like, you seeing this shit? <laughs> Did they really write this in here? Yeah. <laughs> Even John didn't walk like, what? <laughs> I mean, it's, now you can say the dog was playing fetch or maybe, you know, or the dog was, and maybe the dog was trained to, you know, help people. I don't know what the fuck, man. They don't they, they don't set it up, okay? They don't set it up at all, all right? What I can tell you is that the reason why I didn't like it, first of all, was played like a gag in a movie that did not fit, that, that with this gag did not it's seem to fit. It's a very self-serious movie. Yeah, and also, um, this was just this was just a, a lazy way to save the heroes. Yeah. You know, they got lucky. Yeah, yeah. They got lucky in the dumbest way. They got lucky. Oh, the dog <laughs> likes to play. Oh, good. <laughs> Well, and the dog knew how not, not to blow its own self up. And by the way, that's another thing. 
It's like, look, I didn't want the dog to die either, but I knew that they were going to kill that damn dog. Of course not. No, they, we, we, we love no, dogs too much. No, no. Everybody has learned from I Am Legend that you don't kill the dog. You do not kill that damn dog. So I knew for the month, from the month that dog picked that grenade up. I was like, they ain't going to kill that damn dog. Yeah, even though it was like eight seconds, you could hear those, those timer going down. I was like, man, that, that timer went off a long time ago. <laughs> man, Chef Dog's legs would have been up in the trees by now. <laughs> Shot dog would have been all over the jungle at this point, man. You know, I did. I, and, and, and I was like, I almost want to learn. I almost want to look back at everybody because the moment that dog came in and picked that dog up, shit, all them white girls in the audience, oh, no, no. I'm like, y'all know he ain't going to die. He dead, y'all. You know, I almost, I almost went up. I almost went up. I'm like, boom. <laughs> oh, but yeah, man. I was like, yeah, you know, this. You're right. This is like a very Star Wars moment. Yeah, you know, it, just, it just it didn't seem to fit. And it was when I when I saw that, I rolled my eyes. I was like, this is because this is played up as a gag. Yeah, and it's a very goofy, corny gag for any movie. It, it is. It is. And just where it's time to put it in was, you know, you scratch your head. Yeah, yeah, you do, man. But you know, it's yeah, the the movie. It's it's just. Yeah, it's not so much that it's borrowing from things, but it's borrowing tropes from other things. Exactly. Exactly. I just, I don't mean to harp on one scene, but, you know, it's just, I, you know what? If you're going to do it, I wish they had blown that damn dog sure. up. Sure. That would have been more true to the movie. I actually had that thought at the time. I was like, okay, it'll be ballsy if they kill yeah. the dog, but this yeah. will give this more oomph. Exactly. No, exactly. More gravitas. That sh- this shit was played out. The moment he got there, he should, at this moment right here, kaboom, yeah. and put a, in there too <laughs> just so you know that shit was painful <laughs> or at least when he blew up the robots if he got blown up with it hell yeah I mean that would you know cause the dog let me tell you something I'm gonna I'm leave this alone but just to let you know how much this didn't work the dog didn't even like his ass right he was he was trying to get to him yeah, yeah. that's why he's trapped in that damn Sanford and Son truck right there <laughs> yeah. because he was trying to get to him so why the fuck this dog wanna save him in the uh-huh, first place uh-huh. I don't know I have no idea. There he goes. There he goes. Dog walking, walking out of here like there. he, like he's delivering Hello Fresh. <laughs> <laughs> now that would make more sense if he was delivering Hello Fresh, you, Ameri- okay, America's okay. number one meal kit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now if he was bringing them food, that would that would make sense right there, man. Yeah, he should he should work for Hello Fresh. He really should do delivery for Hello Fresh, man. Hey, your food be, it'll be delivered hot. <laughs> uh, but yeah, people we got to do a word for my sponsor right now, HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. And let me go ahead and get into why you should get this. And I'm, a lot of people have actually sent me emails talking about how much they like it. The guy is living with me right now. Before he moved mm. in, he you know he watches what we do. Yeah, yeah. I sold him on HelloFresh. He can't leave it alone, man. Dang. Every 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 other night, that kitchen is messed up. <laughs> And it don't have to be because HelloFresh makes it easy. I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> but he's giving me some of the food he cooked. And it's he can't cook, but he cooked that. And okay. it's very good. Okay. So if he can do it, if I can do it, you can do it. And the reason why, there's a lot of reasons why you should get HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. And that's because, first of all, if you can't cook, HelloFresh makes it very easy. They deliver the ingredients fresh to your door. And the great thing about that is it's all proportioned out. It's all there for you, even even right down to the spices. And so you're not doing too much or too little. You're doing just right. So don't worry about the cooking part. They got you on that. You're going to be surprised at how well you're doing, man. In fact, don't tell nobody. Just make them think you're cooking. 
Don't tell nobody HelloFresh was there. <laughs> just just pay for your, you know, just pay for the food and you'll be all right. Pay for the service, you'll be fine. But also, if they're delivering all these ingredients to your door, that means you don't have to go grocery shopping. If you have to portion out the food, that means that saves you time right there in cooking. And you'll be making food in about 15 minutes or less, especially with the quick and easy recipes, at least 30 minutes or less for some of these, but very simple and very fast. And as I said, you'll be saving time with grocery shopping and all that when all this stuff is brought to your door. And, and, and look, even the kids are cooking right there, Martin. I would, hey, I think it's that dog from the movie. He cooked. <laughs> <laughs> he about to blow up the kitchen. <laughs> but you're saying to yourself, well, that's good. But, you know, what happens when I just learn how to cook a couple of things? Well, don't worry about that. That's where HelloFresh also has you, man. They got you with variety. HelloFresh. They include about 40 recipes and over 100 add-on items to choose from every week, especially now with their fall lineup. They have a lot of recipes for the season. That's a cool thing about them. They do a lot of seasonal recipes. Mm. So for all four seasons, man, you know, you'll be seeing something new mm-hmm. and something new to try. And within all of those seasons, they got food that fits every lifestyle, whether you're vegetarian or you love meat, you know, you like a mixture of that. Keto, all that good stuff. They got you, man. They have got you. Look at this over here. I'm just going to take you over to, to their menu. Look at this over here. Look at all this good stuff that you can cook. Look at mm-hmm. that. Look at that variety Ooh-wee. right there. Looks Look, good. Yeah, dude, well, you say you sound Cajun. Ooh, Ooh, that'll go. <laughs> <laughs> he probably got that, some Cajun in there at some share. point. Oh, folks. And it's not just dinners. They have breakfast. They have lunch. They have snacks and all these are easy to prepare. Are they come prepared? Hey, some of you, your kids are back at school right now. Let HelloFresh help with lunch. Man, just, just go ahead and get it. You know you want to try it. You know you want to try cooking. You know you're getting hungry right now looking at all this food. You know you got some girl out there you want to impress telling you you can cook and you know you can't. Well, now <laughs> you can quit lying. <laughs> impress them. And most of all, you can save money. More money they're already saving by saving time. All you got to do is go to HelloFresh.com slash 50 Double Toasted. Use that code 50 Double Toasted and you'll get 50% off plus 15% off the next two months. Let me spell that out for you. H-E-L-L-O-F-R-E-S-H.com slash that's the number 50. And you spell Double Toasted D-O-U-B-L-E-T-O-A-S-T-E-D. Use that code 50 Double Toasted. 50% off plus 15% off the next two months. You want it? Now you got a reason to go get it. I want to thank HelloFresh for sponsoring this portion of the show. And I want to thank all of you out there for your support. All right. Another thing that I'm not too crazy about with this, and this is just personal. I can't really take this out on the movie. It's just that uh, I'm, I'm done with escort missions. You know, for a while. <laughs> 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 Yeah, There's been know, a lot of those. It's lately. been a lot of them. I've been tired of it since Baby Yoda been running that in the ground. But, you know, it's, 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 it's just personal, you know. It's yeah, just, yeah. It, I'm not saying I'm, I'm, I don't ever want to see it again, but I've been seeing a lot of them. But it, it is part of, you know, what makes this movie feel so tropey. It's, you know, it's it's things that have been recent and we've seen a lot of. So, yeah, you know what? In that, in that aspect, when you say that, I can see what you and, mean. And especially with the, the reluctant escort. <clears throat> I don't want this job and this blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And over a while, after a while, like, oh, I've I've fallen in love. I'm taking you under my arms. I'm I'm your protector yep. now. Well that's that's see that's the that's the reason why. Now maybe if it wasn't 
this particular escort mission style, but it's not just an escort mission. It's an escort mission with something cute. A child. Yes. Yeah. And, then, and like you said, Martin, you always got the guarded hero who shows no emotion until he's like, oh, shit. You know? <laughs> You know, and, you, and also you, you have the package. Good. Now we can destroy it. Wait a minute. Yeah. Wait a minute. We've bonded now. <laughs> yeah. I can't destroy this cuteness right here. Look at our cheeks. I can't do that. Especially when we still have about an hour. We got to make the audience yeah, cry. Yeah. You, know, right. you got to make the audience fall in love with this. Mm-hmm. And that's another thing. You know, there's just some manipulative moments in here uh, Too that, many. you know, the escort mission was something cute. That's meant to make, you know, to it's just a cheap way to make the audience cry. Yes. And. Much like Baby Yoda, the child with the magic, secret magic powers. <laughs> they can actually fix all of this if they just focus. Whenever they need it. Yeah. 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 You know, uh, listen, and this, this is another thing. I don't mean to go. I'm not trying to go harsh in on this movie, man. But uh, if you're going to put something cute in a movie. Like, uh, the character's name is Alfie here. The actress, she's very adorable and she's good, but uh, the character, if you go put, I mean, look, if you go put something cute in the movie to move the audience, give them a personality. Yeah, right. She has no real personality. Yeah. You know, except near the end. Mm-hmm. You know, that when that by the end, it's like, nah, too late. <laughs> too late now. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to make me cry now. Uh, you've, been riding, you've, been in this, you've been in this car riding the whole time looking like this. Now, now you want to say something. Nah. Nah, don't pull that shit. <laughs> okay, I didn't know if anybody else felt that way. <laughs> I don't hate the characters. Just no, like, no, I know, but it, it is like you, you're you're trying to get me to have emotion about it, and you had all this time to do that, and you didn't do it, and now you're pulling it out. I, I don't want to hear it. And yeah, exactly. And I'm not. And listen, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not against John David Washington as much as you are, because I know you didn't like this guy from the beginning. <laughs> your daddy got you this job. I know what happened. <laughs> Good people like me can't work because your dad. <laughs> Man, it would, it'd be fine if his daddy got him jobs, but he's getting them like top level jobs. Oh, yeah. Shit is. That's what happens when you reach maximum Denzel, man. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I want y'all to meet y'all's new boss, <laughs> my son. It's his first job. <laughs> Do whatever he says. Wake up, boy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, I like John David Washington, but in this movie, now. I just want to say that I, I think that sometimes he is, I think that sometimes he is really good in the movie. I do. I think that sometimes that, uh, you know, in the opening, he's very good, you know. It, but that's because you put a girl in front of him, boy, he'll put on some charm. Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Malcolm and Marie, he he came to life. Oh hell yeah! You put some ass in front of him, yeah. he'll, he'll wake up, boy. Look at he'll he'll become charming as hell, you yeah. know. But I will say that you take the girl away. Yeah. Then he he goes flat. He just gets lost. Yeah, it's a lot of just his eyes being big, and I, I and it's a the, the thing where, you know, I would say some of it is that they don't write enough for him, but yeah. but there are those actors, his father being one, where you can give them very little and they can bring so much and, yeah, that they, they just fill it out. Yeah, and and he's not there. He's at a like if you don't write it for him. Uh, it, it ain't happening. Shit. Now he has something. He has a goal in this movie. I'll talk about that in a little bit. But um, the moment they took his chick away, he didn't know what to do. Yeah. He, was, he was lost. <laughs> yeah. Where'd she go? <laughs> and so, now, now let me tell you why I'm saying this because I do think that he's good. I, I probably like him better than you do. And there are some scenes where he's very charismatic. There's some scenes where he's very funny. But then there are some scenes where it's required to have more presence and more emotion. 
But I don't think that this character is written in a way that it provides that. I think that this character, the way he's written, is keeping us from getting that emotion and presence that we want. And I'll tell you why, because the character, I don't want to say what the goal is for his movie, but he is focused on one thing. Mm -hmm. He's obsessed with one thing in this film. You'll know when you see it. And because of that, I think because he has this focus and obsession, it makes him cold to the rest of the story. Mm. I think it makes him something. He makes him cold <laughs> to the rest of the characters in this movie. It's just you know he doesn't play well with the rest of the story with with, with the focus that he has, the obsession that he has, and uh, you know, and, and, and it's a very emotion driven thing that he has going on. I just don't think he was written that well to have that. Now, I, I think that this is something that Gareth Edwards has done a lot in his movies: is a theme of love and emotions between two people in the midst of all this chaos going on. That's what he did with his first movie here, uh, Monsters. And I think he handled it better in that film because I think because you were focused more on the human characters, mm -hmm. because in that movie, you didn't really see the monsters that much. They, mm -hmm. they played very far to the background. By the way, this movie, less than $500,000 to make. Oh, wow. And got your boy, uh, uh, what's his name? Oh, guy from Austin moved to, he was, he said he was, he's one of the, Oh, what's his name? It's uh, Skeet. Oh, oh, Sco 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 McNary. Scoot McNary. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so he knows how, to, you know, this guy knows this director, Gareth Edwards, knows how to work with money and budgets. Mm. Maybe it's just him. Maybe he just knows how to budget well. But that theme of uh, emotions works <clears throat> better in this movie. I think he's trying to have it here. But the thing that he's obsessed with, see, in this movie, Monsters, you had a, a couple that were there with each other the whole time. Mm -hmm. uh, with this movie, this thing that he's emotionally obsessed with, he's not, that other person's not there. This happens in movies often where the goal is to get back with this person, mm -hmm. but we never really got to see them together. So we don't really have that same connection. Yeah. That they're, that they're, they're telling us, but they didn't show us. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, I, uh, you know, you said something earlier about, some of the things in here talking about uh continuing with the theme of James Cameron. You hit it right there, man. Uh Allison Janney. She's yeah, she's nothing but Stephen Lane in this movie, man. You know, the military, mm -hmm. military, military is evil, oppressive, and bad. Yeah. Kill anything to get to anything. Mm -hmm. You know, it's uh it's so I mean, right. I mean, she's look, I mean, they almost look the same. I know. She got his hair cut and everything. <laughs> she, they got the same scar on the side of the face and everything, man. Yeah, that's another thing, you know, the scar to show that they're yeah. uh, you know, uh uh Battle worn and and tough, you know. It's yeah. like uh, I mean, uh, she gets one human scene. She does, and and she made the most of it. She sure did. And it's and it just sucked that like that got so abandoned that it's almost like it wasn't even in there. I thought that they, uh, I thought that they were actually going to when they did that. I was like, oh well, this character's going to have some depth. It's mm -hmm. like, no, nah, this character's got no, you know, got no dimension to him. I was mm -hmm. like, shit, it's just another asshole. Yeah, <laughs> another asshole military person. Once we put on the, on these these, these this uniform, yeah. Sympathetic, uh, sympathy goes out the window. Yep. I also think that uh, I also think that the movie is very chaotic, and that's a that's a that's a good thing for a lot of the, you know, again a lot of the war stuff that happens in here. Showed you some of that. It's great for that, but sometimes I think the chaos goes on probably a little bit too long, just a little bit too long. Uh, <clears throat> I think that uh, you know, overall, just to sum this up, man. I think. Everything I've been saying and putting it all together and arranging my thoughts, I, I, 
I was thinking of this throughout the review. I think, I think visually, better than sex. This movie's top notch, man. It should be. It, de- it demands to be seen in IMAX if you're just going for a visual experience. Uh, execution of certain themes, uh, full price of certain themes that I like the AI and what is life theme. Uh, because as again, again, as I said, they told that through story. Uh, overall, though, um, I would give this a matinee. I give it. I would give it. I actually uh, a high matinee just for the ambition behind it. I wish I could give this a full price. Wish I could give it a very high full price, but there's so many times that the story just does not meet the high goals that the movie has set up for itself. Mm-hmm. And, and, and there's nothing wrong to be that ambitious. But <clears throat> you, I don't, you know, I also think like if you're going to be that ambitious, you can't rely on as many tropes. You can be influenced by. It. You oh can yeah, pull, yeah, for sure. You can you can pull from other movies, you know, and 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 show that influence in your film. But the, you know, the, again, the movie's just kind of tropey too. So you know, that's that's what brought it down for me. But yeah, I give it a high man. I, I I enjoyed it. Now, visually, would love to see it again. I give it a full price for the first third, because I thought the opening was interesting. As a matter of fact, one one of the things that makes me sad is like there's so much they do in. Like they have archival footage to start the movie, and then it kind of goes into that. And yeah. they, they brought up some very provocative concepts yep. with AI versus human and what to do in society. And especially when they're like, "Hey, AI was our friend." They would did this, and they were civil servants. But you see them as police battering people, and I was yeah. like, "Ooh, okay, now that's subversive. Let's let's see where this is going to yeah, go." Yeah. And <laughs> But the second act, they've abandoned everything that was really, really interesting about it to go on, like I said, an, an escort mission with an asshole military and just a lot of stuff. And visually, not what we've seen before. And you're right. That's that's all that's amazing. Yeah. Um, but it's it's derivative with its uh, and with its story beats, <clears throat> like like pulling certain things. Uh, having influences all over the place. Hey, a lot of our best movies are that way. Star mm-hmm. Wars and, and Pulp Fiction and so many others you could name. But where the story beats are pulled from so many things uh, that are so already, if not overdone, done to the point of familiarity that by the time you get to the last third, you just you just predict every single thing that's going to happen. And none of it doesn't happen that you that you think is going to. So it just feels like an exercise rather than a visual entertainment you know, yeah. uh, and experience. So it ends up being, I mean, I do admire it. Like you said, like that budget, wow, that, that's amazing. They got all this it's done. Mind blowing. Yeah, I still it's mind I, blind. I refuse to believe that. Yeah, you, <laughs> might, you might want to look that up again yeah, before we, we, me, we go too far. Stupid. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, let me just say, I, I read it a couple of places. I don't know. I saw it on Wikipedia. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, and it sadly ends up being a, more of a low matinee for me. I mean, if you are going to see it, by all means, IMAX. Don't waste your time any other way. But uh, it, you know, it's like like some of the Avatar movies. Like you saw it, and visually it was a treat, and might have been experience. But as far as watching it again for the story, you're just never going to do that. Yeah. So there you go, folks. All right. Let's see what people predicted here. We had some predict predictions for our ratings, and damn, and y'all predicted this pretty early on. So I'm kind of impressed. Matinee. Okay. Yeah, uh, the majority of people predicted that this would be a matinee for us. Yeah, but low matinee or high matinee or regular uh, matinee. matinee. The word's matinee mm-hmm. is in there. That's mm-hmm. all. We can't put all that, those choices <laughs> down right <laughs> I think it'd be- You could, you just don't want to. 50 categories yeah. trying to put all that in there. Full price was second. 
rental and below was third, better than sex was fourth. So uh, I don't know what the percentages are, but there you go. The majority of people said matinee. <laughs> and we disappointed some people. Damn, damn, damn. The real Lazarus says, I'm sorry. I don't know if that's because you voted wrong or because you thought we would give it higher and that's what you wanted. Well, sorry. But hey, you know, I think it's a good movie. Go see it, man. It's uh, if you've been if you've been looking forward to it. I don't think you're going to be that disappointed. But yeah, I've been looking forward to it. Don't listen to us. Yeah, yeah go, go, go check it out. But hey, don't say we didn't tell you. No, I've, <laughs> no, no. They showed it at Fantastic Fest tonight. No, they did. Yeah, uh, and everybody, you want to see it? I was like, saw it last week. <laughs> I, I, I got to be the one go like, oh yeah, I've seen it already. Oh, it's pish all right. posh. It's all right. Um, <laughs> but I heard people coming out like, yeah, it was good. Yeah, yeah, no, it was, yeah, exactly. That's kind of kind of how I came out. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. Everybody, everybody squeaky. <laughs> yeah, everybody Jay Little yeah, when they yeah. come out. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. <laughs> I like the Mars. Like when people came up to you, I I just saw it tonight. Away from me, peasants. <laughs> Privileged people like me saw it days ago. <laughs> Hey, there's been a bunch of screenings that I couldn't get into, that's so true. That's, that's what they get. So. Fuck you. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs>